Welcome to an episode of the podcast Art Insiders New York. My name is Anders Holst. The theme of the podcast is New York with a focus on behind-the-scenes conversations with fascinating people who are making an impact in the world of art, design and architecture. This episode takes place in the beautiful New York headquarters of Artnet in the historic Woolworth Building. At one point, the tallest building in Manhattan with an astonishing 360-degree view of Lower Manhattan. It is from here that the CEO, Jacob Pabst, ruled his online art auction empire based on more than 10 million auction results spanning over 30 years, servicing 2.1 million monthly users and some 1,700 auction houses and 320,000 artists. Artnet is a hybrid between a tech company and an art company, in other words. There's a lot to talk about, and we're grateful that Jacob has taken the time to meet with us today. So very welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So why don't we start with the surroundings? So how did you end up here? Um, well, we've always been in downtown Manhattan. Originally, we've been uh, on Broadway close to uh, Wall Street. And um, it took me about a year to find this, uh, this space. And um, I, I probably looked at around 100 different office spaces in my search. <laughs> so it was quite uh, tiring. Um, but all the way in the end, um, I found this uh, Woolworth building. And in the beginning, you couldn't, I mean, immediately, of course, you saw how beautiful the building is and, and uh, it's such an historical building. But the offices themselves uh, look quite uh, corporate. You know, they had very high uh, walls everywhere and low ceilings and cubicles everywhere. So there was no sunlight coming in and, you know, no open space. So we really took a lot of time to to renovate the space and, and, and restore it to, to uh, the original way, the way it used to be. So you basically got rid of uh, all the walls because it's a very open office. As you walk around here, you see Manhattan uh, at your feet, more or less. Yeah, that's what we liked. You know, we liked uh, you know the openness and you know a lot uh, a lot of light and you know the, you know back in the day they really built in a very gracious way their, their their office spaces and you know the high ceilings are fantastic and very beautiful and so we essentially rebuilt it to how it was in the beginning. Wow. We looked at old uh, original floor plans and you know we restored the original uh, concrete floors and. You know, and brought back the original elevator doors <laughs> and and uh, even the the mail shafts. Yeah. So I was here at an event. Uh, it must have been two years ago. It was a, um, a session about art forgery. It was a, a person who had written a book about the subject, and we had a very nice uh, lecture in here. And I remember it was like a train car coming through the uh, the floor, and and someone said, "No, no, that's the elevator." Yeah, it, was that the old elevator, or, or or do they make that kind of a noise? No, they do make that kind of noise. They are old. It's an old building, <laughs> and you know the elevators, you know, are small, and and you have to wait a long time um, if you want to get anywhere. But yeah. you know that's that's the charm of the building too. And you know what you heard probably during that time, where the uh, the um, the other elevators that we can't access from our floor, but that access different floors. I see. And you know sometimes. You just you hear them. Uh, we had the option to really close them off and shut them, you know, and, and, and you know, by that, get rid of the noise. But yeah. we thought it's part of the charm of the building to really see the old traditional elevator shafts. Absolutely. So uh, the people who are here, what do they do? <laughs> um, all sorts of things. I mean, you know, New York is our headquarter. The company was founded in New York. Mm -hmm. 
um, some 26 years ago. And actually, in the beginning, you know, the company started in a uh, small apartment on the Upper East Side. Yeah. And then we moved offices and, you know, we were at uh, pretty much uh, the Upper East Side all, the entire time at 57th Street um, and Madison Avenue. Then later we moved down to Wall Street and now we're here. And um, uh, the people that are working here, they, they really, uh, you know, work for all our different products. And it's either client service, uh, marketing, sales, technology. We have a large technology team. At heart, we're really a technology company yeah. because everything we do is online. Yeah. And, um, you know, our auction specialists um, are here, um, our news uh, department, you know, all the journalists and the editors and yeah. the editor-in-chief. Uh, so it's really everything you can see online and, you know, all our products are run out of New York. I see. And so, so the DNA, I was curious about that, uh, the DNA of this company. So is it a tech company in art clothing or is it an art company in tech clothing? You hinted that it's more of a tech company at the core. I think so, yes, because um, everything we really do is, uh, is online and is based on technology. And, and, and the, the entire reason why Artnet exists is because of technology. You know, um, in 1989, when the founders uh, saw the opportunities that the Internet brings with it yeah. um, um, and the opportunities um, the Internet has or, or brings to the art market, you know, um, that's, that's when the art was born. You know, nice. and how technology can really help uh, improve the way the art market works. That's, that's the basic idea of Artnet and uh, that's why I think technology is essential. So, um, and that is, that is the, the basis of your, in the beginning. So, can you tell me a little bit about the structure of the company? So, you're here, headquarters here in New York, but you're also in Germany. You're on the uh, Frankfurt Stock Exchange, if I am correctly informed. Yes, we are now, um, even though the company was started in the U.S., in New yeah. York, um, we are now a German company, and mm -hmm. that's um, because we went public at the German Stock Exchange um, in 1999. Mm -hmm. Um, during the Neuer Markt, the new economy yeah. uh, phase. And, um, but our headquarters is in New York. All operations uh, is run out of the New York office. We have around 120 people. All our products are run. The management sits in New York. Uh -huh. um, but we do have a, an office in Berlin with around 20 um, employees. And we do mm -hmm. have an office in London with around uh, 15 uh, employees. Mm -hmm. So uh, how would you describe what you do uh, in terms of services? I mean, there's a lot of things here. And I think the, the core of it is the incredible database that you're sitting on. I mean, you've yeah. been following this market for some 30 years, right? And, so, and that database gives you a lot of different opportunities. Could you explain a little bit to our listeners how, what is that you offer to people? Sure, I would love to. Um, yes, um, it all started with the database. And... You have to understand that um, when Artnet was founded, there was essentially no easy way to get uh, price information about an artist or an artwork that you're interested in. Yeah. So what Artnet did is um, it went to all the thousands of auction houses around the world and uh, collected the, the, the sale information after the sale has happened. So the auction sales mm -hmm. information. And out of it was uh, born the Artnet Price Database. And um, it took us a long time to really establish that product mm -hmm. because, you know, all of a sudden, um, anyone interested in art had a very 
easy and uh, way to access that price information. Yeah, so uh, the Artnet price database really brought transparency, price transparency to the art market. Yeah. Um, now um, you had um, at your fingertips all this price information from all the auction results all around the world. And um, transparency is really what is needed in order for a market to function and to grow. Yeah. And in the beginning, there was a lot of resistance um, from, from a lot of uh, the established players in the, in the, uh, in the art market yeah. because they sort of uh, thought that, they, that you know, a lot of control was taken away from them. Yeah. But a market can really only grow if it's transparent and if there is enough information, and that's what we did. Today, the Artnet Price Database is the gold standard in the industry. Everyone interested in finding out, you know, the, the, the value of a particular artwork or, yeah. you know, looking for trends, um, you know, in the art market is going to the uh, Artnet Price Database uh, I see. That's very interesting, too, because you would imagine that people in front of a computer could sort of get a sense of that information by Googling, but this is much more complicated than that. This is like following uh, prices over time, particular artists, particular genres of art and stuff like that. So it's a very detailed uh, information, uh, I understand. Yes, we, we collected this price information or this sales information from all uh, major auction houses around the world. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, today we cover over 1,700 auction houses around yeah. the world. Um, we are, you know, cover all the, the, the major markets, the US, Europe, China, uh, South America. Um, and um, it's, it's not, not really easy to obtain that information any other way mm -hmm. because, you know, we really, after the auction sales, you know, happen, we access that data and, you know, we check it for quality and, you know, we have a, a very large team of uh, specialists who make sure that the quality of the data is really accurate and that it's all uniform across uh, all our other auction houses. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of work goes into that. And, um, and that's what really makes it very valuable. I understand. So uh, this company is fascinating because you do so many different things. You provide an infrastructure to other players, basically auction houses and, and the galleries. Um, so is there, a, is there a conflict here somewhere uh, that the auction houses will see you as a competitor or the galleries would see you as a competitor? How does that work? In the beginning, it was actually uh, not, not very easy when we launched uh, the, the, the Artnet Price database. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the auction houses and, and, you know, didn't like the fact that we took their data and made it publicly available to everyone. Yeah. But over time, you know, they, they really became our biggest partners and our biggest supporters because they themselves now all use the database yeah. and, you know, and, and, and to access price information and to find out about the latest trends in the, in the, uh, in the, in the art market. Um, same for the galleries. The galleries also initially... Um, you know, didn't really like the fact that, you know, their clients all of a sudden had this very powerful tool at their fingertips mm -hmm. that allowed them, allowed them to uh, really establish the, the value of a certain artwork or an artist and, and tell the dealer, you know, listen, I'm sorry, I know that you would like to have $100,000 for this artwork, but yeah. we looked at the Art and Price database and, you know, looking at the, the auction results, you know, we shouldn't really pay more than $75,000. But, you know... A market, like I said, can really only grow if it's transparent. Yeah. And, you know, it takes down a lot of hurdles if you have all the information necessary um, 
uh, you know, in order to to feel comfortable buying a, such an uh, expensive piece of art. Yeah. And that really helped the market overall grow a lot. And since then, you know, since we launched the product, you know, the art market has grown tremendously. And many more people that before that um, were maybe hesitant now because there's so much information available on the internet and because of us, yeah. you know, they entered the market okay. and they're buying. And, you mm -hmm. know, so everyone profits from it. So it's very interesting. You say transparency is the the uh, center for, is the sort of the, the core part for growth in the market because it helps people to make transactions. And, uh, of course, the lack of transparency maybe have been very profitable for some galleries in the past, but the, the, those days are over then. Well, they're, they're much more profitable now because, you know, the... the, the most of them. I mean, it's 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 a complicated market. There are other challenges now. Yeah. But from that point of view, I think, you know, um, there are much more buyer, many more buyers um, yeah. now buying art because you know they just they're well informed. Yeah. And they can make a you know a well informed buying decision, and and that's what the market market needed, and that's what we gave them, and that's why the tool is very powerful and it's the gold standard in the industry today yeah. and uh, all the galleries are also by the way our clients as well um, and they use it as well yeah i can but tell this you first dibs uses your tool yeah first <laughs> you, dips, al yeah. you already knew that of course sure yeah. and that's for the price database um yeah then there, there are uh, other conflicts in our business model potentially with our other products but maybe we want to talk about it a little bit later. Yeah, I was thinking of one aspect. I think I read somewhere that the editorial part of your operation is separated from the auction part of the uh, of the operation as to not create any uh, conflicts of interest. Is is that uh, did I did I understand that correctly? Yes, well 100%. Um you know, we, uh, it's, it's very, very important that the editorial platform is very independent from the rest of the business. And there is no, um, yeah, there is no real influence from the business uh, over the editorial mm -hmm. uh, component of the business. And, yeah. So I've seen on your website you have very, many interesting online auctions. Can, can you describe for us a little bit how, how do you work with galleries and, and auction houses to design your auctions online? I mean, is there like a committee or is it like a group of people who come up with different ideas? How, how, how does that work? Basically, you're curating online auctions, right? Yeah, we are, we are essentially, we, are, we, are, we, are, we created a 24-7 a um, online marketplace where people can transact. Many people don't want to wait so long, you know, to sell something and, yeah. and, and get their money. And, and, um, and that's why it's really... I think the future of the art market, you know, online transactions are the future of the art market. And that's what we're doing. We have a fairly large a team of in-house specialists mm -hmm. um, who vet every consignment that uh, comes to the site. And, uh, yeah, and we have au auctions all the time. Yeah. And, um, and that's one of the greatest advantages. So speed and cost yeah. are what makes this so attractive. And this is really... What we're working on today, you know, back in the day, you know, we uh, we brought transparency to the art market. Now, we think that the art market is really one of the last markets uh, that really hasn't completely embraced online. I see. And you know, online transactions is really the next logical step in in the evolution of the art market, and that's what we're working towards. Hmm. 
How would you describe the art market? I saw some data that uh, you have 8.4% of uh, uh, the market is online. How do you look at the market, if you would describe it to someone? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a complex question. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I, if I would like to answer this uh, in, in, in our conversation today, the only, the only thing I would really want to say is, I mean, there's not really in my mind, one art market. I yeah. mean, there are many different art markets. There's the contemporary art market, there's the US market, um, uh, the Chinese market, and, and, and the impressionist market. And so it's, uh, there are so many different markets and they all you know, have different um, developments yeah. going on. And uh, so it's really difficult to, to speak about one, yeah. so, one So $50 billion, dollars, would that be a, a good number? Yeah. I'm thinking for about, us, you mean? No, I'm thinking, <laughs> sure. I'm thinking about the data that I saw that online was 8.4%, something like 4.25 billion or something like that. Yeah. I don't um, know. Maybe yeah, these numbers a, does, is not really, <laughs> doesn't really mean anything. No, I mean, you, 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 you read the right number, and, yeah. you know, and, uh, um, but it's really difficult um, to come up with a number because most, most data is not really public. Yeah, and uh, so this is uh, a best guess, I would say. Yeah, but you know, the what I can tell you for sure is that the online art market is growing, and it's growing tremendously. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's very exciting to be part of part of this uh, development. So you are the market leader, if I understand this correctly. You have Artsy and Padlet and a few other competitors, but you are the the, the gold standard, as you said before. The the the, the price. Uh, Indicated. So um, it's very hard for someone to compete with you because every day you're, uh, you know, you're ahead of, this, uh, you're ahead of the, the, the group because you are collecting all the data and they are sort of trying to follow you in this endeavor. But, but you're ahead, so, so you create barriers to entry, basically, through the very nature of your business. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we try to. I mean, you know, that we, we have competition, obviously, um, and you know we have you know Artnet is not not one business really. Yeah. Um, it's uh, many different businesses, yeah. and you know for many of our segments, uh, the the market looks a little bit different, and the competition looks a little bit different. Yeah. It's not that we don't have competition, um, obviously. Um, for the price database, yes, I think uh, we are the gold standard. You know we have the highest quality database, and um, and that's because you know we put so much effort really. Into into uh, quality assurance and making sure, um, first of all, that the data is complete, that it's up in a very timely manner, yeah. meaning it's up immediately after the sale, and then you know to make sure that you know there are no errors uh, and so on. For the, for you know we are really right now I think um, you know the the leading art uh, uh, news platform. You know we publish around twenty articles every day, uh -huh. um, and you know and that's very powerful and. It brings our clients to the site every day. Hmm. Um, you know, we are really the go-to newswire for the art market. And hmm. I'm very proud of this because this is a really new concept. And we launched the product at the beginning of, of 2014. And, you know, within three months, you know, we had our first advertising clients. And, you know, and we more than doubled our, our, our traffic yeah. um, for, because of this. And, 
Yeah, and then we have the transaction platform. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a strong competition in Pedal 8 and, you know, the, 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 the traditional players are also doing auctions, yeah. um, uh, online auctions. And they are increasing. Their sort of online share is increasing, both Christie's and Sotheby's. I read some in those. Yeah, but their, their main focus is really on, on the traditional business and the high-end auction yeah. market. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know... Speaking about conflicts, which, yeah. you know, and like we did in the beginning of the conversation, yeah. you know, I mean, the auction houses are our biggest clients. You know, we don't really see them as competition. You know, they all subscribe to our database. And uh, same for the galleries, you know, the auctions for, for our transaction platform, the auctions, yeah. you know, we call it auctions, but it's really a marketplace, an online marketplace. Yeah. The galleries are really our number one clients. They are the number one sellers and buyers yeah. on, on our auctions platform. So it's really a tool for them, you know, to 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 sell and to buy, and you know, we, they can use our reach and our, you know, our client base, you know, to to actively sell. Yeah. So we don't we don't don't see ourselves as competition, and I don't think that, you know, some people say the galleries at some point, you know, they will not exist anymore. You know, we're all online. Yeah. I think that's complete nonsense. You know, um, we are there to support the galleries and. You know, they are our biggest clients and, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm their biggest fans and, you know, they, they will always uh, exist and, you know, and they're the ones discovering the artists, they're the ones, the, the artists, they're the ones promoting the artists, they're uh, the ones making the exhibitions and, yeah. you know, and that will always exist and we're their support, to support. I think it's fascinating that you as a tech company uh, has, has sort of almost integrated, you know, the art world. So what is the, uh, the bread and butter for online, uh, buying art online, if you say that uh, Sotheby's and Christie's are more the high end? Yeah, I mean, uh, sure, you know, um, um, our, I think, um, average price um, uh, at this point across all categories, so I'm talking about photography and uh, prints and the postmodern contemporary um, category, um, is at around uh, 14,000 US dollar mm -hmm. um, currently. Mm -hmm. Um, the most expensive uh, item we ever sold was an Andy Warhol mm -hmm. um, for one point, roughly 1.4 US million US dollars. Mm -hmm. um, it was sold from a uh, from a German collector to a US collector, mm -hmm. um, yeah, through Artnet auctions. Wow! Um, but that's the highest uh, price item that we ever sold. Um, I see. So I think our sweet spot is probably somewhere around. Somewhere between ten and fifty thousand, mm -hmm. and we want to be somewhere between ten and uh, one hundred thousand US dollar, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, and that's what we do all the time. I mean, we regularly sell works in in the one hundred thousand dollar range, yeah. and um, it, it's it's different from category to category. Obviously, for the for for paintings, you yeah. know, it's it's higher. Um, but um, yeah, that's that's where we see ourselves. And um, you said growth is one important trend um, through this transparency. What other trends do you see in in the business that you you run from on a day to day basis? What are tastes? Are people more interested in photography? Are people more interested in uh, outside art? Are people more interested? In, is there possible to to say anything? You know, this is up and this is down and this is sort of flat. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm, you know, if I uh, had the, the opportunity right now to look at our database, you know, I could tell you um, very precisely what the latest trends are. Yeah. 
but unfortunately I don't have that data in front of me. <laughs> so I have to, I have to be uh, very gentle, uh, you know, in what I, what I respond to you. Yeah. But I could, I could say that, I mean, there are many uh, interesting uh, trends. Obviously, the contemporary market is exploding. Yeah. You know, we have seen a, a, you know, a real explosion over the last decade in the contemporary uh, market. And um, I don't see an end to this. Um, and, you know, we are focusing also mainly on, on contemporary art at this point, secondary yeah. market art. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I would also like to say that, you know, it's quite interesting, or, or not quite, but very interesting what's going on in the Chinese mar art market. Yeah. You know, the Chinese art market has seen, you know, tremendous growth and then also, you know, some uh, decline, um, you know, some, or some market corrections. Yeah over the last uh, couple of years. You know, and the Chinese art market is also now looking um, more and more to the Western art I see. market. And, you know, you can see this at Art Basel. You know, when I, when I went to the first Art Basel in, in, in Hong Kong, you know, you could, uh, you know, most of the galleries really had their, 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 con their traditional uh, Chinese contemporary yeah. Uh, program yeah. and today you know the, all the galleries bring their western artists and you know there's a huge demand for for western art it's really waking up you know the, the, the chinese art market i mean not so, waking up it's it's already woken up but yeah. it's amazing what's happening there so there will be a, a artnet uh, office in in beijing soon yeah we do uh, okay. we have people on the ground we have people here the chinese art market is very important for us most of what we do is uh, online um, and, and we're true to our nature here uh, again. You know, we use uh, WeChat. We have we have built out uh, our WeChat platform, and it has grown uh, significantly. And you know, I'm quite proud of my uh, China department. They have done an amazing job in increasing our audience. And a lot of our buyers, you know, for for the auctions platform actually come from China now. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of. Uh, Asian contemporary uh, sales also. Yeah. So that's a, that's a big category. And yeah, and one of the last uh, developments um, that, you know, I would like to mention is urban art. You know, there's an increasing demand for, for contemporary um, street art. Yeah. And, you know, we have uh, just now uh, had a number of sales uh, from an artist called Richard Hamilton. And, and prices are exploding. We have had a number of record sales results for him. And... You know, it's, 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 it's really interesting how urban art um, is working so well for uh, online. And um, that's one nice development I would like to mention. That, that is wonderful because uh, I, I have some artist friends and they complain about that the art market has been corporatized. You have to have a marketing people, you have to have your PR people, you have to have financial resources to do an exhibition, for instance. On the other side of the spectrum, as you mentioned, maybe internet or online also provides new artists to come out and have exposure at a much lower cost. Uh, so I think that's 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 a very promising trend, actually. That you, you it's a very very good point, yeah. and that's a very very good point. And and um, yes, absolutely. I think the internet um, uh, is a great way to to reach a, a broad audience at at you know fairly low cost. Particularly interesting for um, a lot of the artists that maybe are not uh, so or as popular as the as the big brand artists right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, and, and and we can give them the audience, and we can give them the attention they they deserve for some of the 
traditional players in the market, it's it's just too risky and too expensive to 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 focus on these artists. I see. Yeah. Because you know they are, uh, you know they have to really make sure that they yeah. that the sell through rate is there and that they really sell. Exactly. And so it's a really big opportunity for you know a lot of great artists that for no particular reason don't get the same attention. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned in an Observer article in 2017 that uh, online is uh, to sell art online is 18% sales cost compared to 45% in the brick and mortar. Is that does that hold true uh, still today? That that it's such a big discrepancies if you sell something through Sotheby's and Christie's traditional auctions as opposed to online. Well, yeah, I mean those numbers are extreme, you know, because. Uh, um, of the high um, cost that these auction houses are faced with. Yeah. You know, they have to transport the, the item, they have to insure it, they have to store it, um, uh, they make uh, exhi- uh, expensive exhibitions, yeah. um, and so on. So they're very high costs, and, you know, someone has to pay for it. So the average transaction fees, buyers and sellers premium combined, is much, much higher in, the, in that field than, than with online, you know, we don't, we're not faced with the same cost. And that's why we can be much cheaper and much faster. Yeah. I, I saw somewhere in, in here that the, uh, 79% of buyers under 35 years old use Instagram as a major source uh, to discover new artists. I found that to be extremely interesting. Uh, do you agree with that? Do, do, you, do you think that is, that is true? Is that, is that a correct uh, assessment? Yeah, I mean, Instagram is, uh, you know, is, is really a fantastic tool and has seen such an, such an amazing uh, development. And yeah. yeah, I totally believe those numbers. And, you know, and we have, we are very much focused on Instagram, but also WeChat, you know, don't underestimate WeChat. Everyone in China is on WeChat and, you know, it's really the number one platform and, and very, very powerful. And, you know, and many of our um, sales are discovered through those uh, social media channels. I see. And they bring a lot of buyers and sellers to, to Artnet. Okay. I learned about the, the, the concept of blockchain uh, when I did the research about the, the art market and the online art market. Now, is that something that you see as a major threat or is this something that you are actually working on already today? Because it will affect the business, uh, the, the, the art business to some, to some extent, correct? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the blockchain uh, brings with it a number of uh, great opportunities and advantages that, of course, you know, we're looking at very, very uh, carefully and in much detail. I absolutely don't see it as a threat. I, I see it as a as a great opportunity. And, uh, and um, yeah, and we are, we are working on it. And, you know, we're looking at, um, at ways to, to integrate it into our product and... Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and, and make the overall Artnet experience even better. I see. Now, you've been in this position since 2012. How, how has your job changed over these years? I mean, when you, when you first came here, and, and was there a certain set of issues you worked with? And now there's another set of issues that you work with. How, how has it changed, your, your work? Uh, you mean the work itself, or yeah, how, the, how have I changed? No, no, <laughs> the work, we'll come to that. The, the work itself, I mean, how has that changed over time? Um, I, that's a good question. I've actually never thought about this um, so much. I think that, um, of course, you know, different. Uh, there are many things that have stayed the same, um, and that will uh, stay the same. And you know, my main focus and the, the things that I have to prioritize 
or want to prioritize in my work, they they stay the same. But you know, throughout the years, you know, there have been different opportunities and uh, or challenges mm -hmm. and, and and problems uh, that you know I, I was faced with. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a combination of both. I mean, there are uh, many things that that remain the same, but you know, obviously new challenges and, and, and opportunities. So are we entering into a phase of consolidation now where, where, where there will be merger, mergers between companies or do you think it will still sort of move, move along and, and there will be you know, new players coming in? You mean the art market? And yeah, the, the online art market. I yeah. think that the, the, or the online art market. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I think that, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's really been an, a quite remarkable time Uh, you know, there have been, you know, I think uh, somewhere around 600 million or so in venture capital raised over the last couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, so there's, you know, uh, there are lots of opportunities and, and you know, many people uh, realize that, you know, the art market or big portions of the art market are moving online and that, uh, and, and will be handled online uh, mm -hmm. going forward. And, And in a way, this is really only the beginning. Um, so there have been some mergers. Uh, you know, people have started companies and, uh, and some have been successful, some have gone already. Yeah. And um, I don't see any, necessarily any mergers or, or, or many mergers. There, there may be some, but I don't personally see, see any. Um, I think that it's really coming down to uh, a few players yeah. in, uh, staying in the market and really you know um, taking the market on and as well as the, 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 the you know some of the big old traditional players mm -hmm. you know taking on some some market share I think you know when looking at at uh, the galleries uh, you know the, the way galleries operate uh, in today's market I see many opportunities but also some challenges. To run a gallery, you know, today uh, can be quite challenging, you know, because you know if you if you have a gallery, you need you need gallery space, and you know if you're in one of the big cities, you know you you know that, that can be expensive. If you want to be in you know in the sort of a prime location where you, where you're found and where you get the right attention. Besides that, you know, galleries, you know, are forced to sell at high cost through auction houses, and you know and And on top of that, you know, they need um, they need uh, to reach out of their client base by going to many different art fairs, yeah. and that's very, 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 very expensive. Yeah. So running a gallery business today is very expensive, and and you know, and, and some of the smaller galleries, particular if you know, particularly if you don't have the the top artists, and you know, and you want to have a young uh, artist program and, you know, and discover new artists, you know, it can be really, really, really very difficult and expensive. And, you know, and many of these galleries, they start and then they disappear again. So I think we will see um, a lot of, uh, you know, maybe maybe a lot of change in, in that area. And, yeah. and I think online can, you know, online can be a solution, you know, because it's so, it's so efficient, you know, you reach such a broad audience, you know, at, at, at low cost and it's so fast. Yeah. Um, so all these galleries, they need, they really, they should have online strategies and, you know, uh, companies like, like Artnet and, you know, maybe even Artsy 
you know, they 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 provide a good platform to for for these galleries. Yeah. So um, in your job, what drives you? Why what, why do you do what you do here? Have you thought about that? Oh yeah, of of course I, I think about that. You know, I've been I've been doing it for quite some time, and um, you know, I really I really love what I'm doing. Um, Mainly because of my team, uh, I think I have a fantastic team, mm. and it's uh, you know it's such a such a joy, um, you know, working with so many talented people, and you know, being able to, you know, um, yeah, to, to work with them and 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 you know to lead this company, you know, uh, with this 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 fantastic group of people, yeah. I think that's 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 uh, one of the main drivers for me. The other thing that I w- would like to mention is that. You know, uh, you know the nature of, of of the business is really what what fascinates me. You know, we are not really, in, we are an established company. We've been around for many many years, and you know, and uh, we're profitable, and and everyone knows us. Uh, but uh, at the same time, we are really at at the core. You know, a startup. You know, we reinvent ourselves all the time, and. You know, Artnet News is a very young business, you know, and when we launched that business, no one knew where it would end. And, you know, was, you know, looking at it from outside, at first it was only a huge risk, you know, mm-hmm. associated with high cost yeah. and no uh, safe return. But, uh, you know, and then it turned out to be quite successful. And, you know, and then the transaction side of the business is, you know, it's, you know, still very early in the market, even though we've been doing it for quite some time. But you know the market embraces embraces it slowly, and you know, yeah. you know it's only at the beginning. So, um, you know, it's really a great opportunity, and you know, I love to be part of a company that really can drive the way a market works yeah. and, and change the way it works. Yeah, it's a very poignant observation that you know to keep the startup mentality and culture going. I mean, that's probably the best. Uh, uh, rule for survival in, in, in this type of uh, business. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely necessary. It's very yeah. interesting. So, so where is your personal taste in art? What what do you like? What do you look for? What are you inspired by? <laughs> um, you know, I'm you know across categories and, and and different times. You know, I'm 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 fascinated by 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 many many different artists, and uh, so it's really difficult to pinpoint anything. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I like many 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 different things. And, yeah. uh, Here we have some art on the walls. Any any particular stories behind those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is Billy Albankson. Billy Albankson is a you know an, an artist from the West Coast, same generation as Ed Rocher, for example, mm-hmm. and and some of the, the 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 artists from the West Coast from that time. And um, he most recently has uh, become even more popular. He has done a collaboration with uh, Yves Saint Laurent, um, or when Hedy Slimane was creative director of Yves Saint Laurent, the, the, the fashion designer, mm-hmm. and um, and you know he was inspired by by Billy Albankson, and mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know and one of his collections was all inspired by Billy Albankson, and uh, and since then and uh, you know he had a number of uh, of big exhibitions again, and you now it's becoming more and more popular, and I I, I really. I really like him very much, but you know, across times and ca- categories, I really I'm fascinated by by many artists, and mm. one of my all-time favorites, uh, I would say, is Matisse, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
but too expensive. That's for number me. one. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the well, stuff I really like, you well, know, I can't afford. No, so. you just have to wait. <laughs> It'll come to you. And the sculpture we are uh, admiring here is that. Uh, yeah, also West Coast artist called Robert Graham. Uh huh. Um, yeah, and uh, fortunately he passed away a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's famous for for these sculptures and. Mm-hmm. He um, lately also had a big exhibition at uh, David Zwirner. Mm-hmm. That's uh, some four or five years ago. Okay. And uh, yeah, and, you know, you, you actually, when you walk through the office, you see quite a lot of uh, Robert Graham. I see. That's one of your favorites. Yes. Yes. And, and he's, an, he's an artist, you know, very, very close friend uh, of my father's. And my father has exhibited, ex- exhibited him uh, for 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 many for many years. I see. And it's still the biggest collector, probably. And that one? This is John Wesley. Uh, it's called Night Landing, and uh, it's in uh, yeah, an, a- an airplane at night. <laughs> Very cool. Describing art through a podcast—that's challenging, but yeah. the, the the listeners they maybe will we be- can show some uh, <laughs> some photos. Yeah, we should at some point. But there was there will be a photo of you for sure. We'll get a nice one. Oh, that's uh, most important. Yeah, <laughs> that's most important. <laughs> So, um, well, this is wonderful. This is a fascinating story about how a company called Artnet has played such an incredible role in, in, in the art market, integrating the old traditional players, the brick and mortar, and uh, really as a powerhouse in terms of information, news, and uh, auction. It's, it's a, truly a fascinating story, I have to say. Uh, well, thank you very much. Thank you, Jacob, for, for taking your time. We, we truly uh, appreciate it very, very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This is Art Insiders New York. My name is Anders Holst. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Art Insiders New York podcast, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. This episode was produced by UOM LLC. Copyright 2019.